What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Contractor Secrets Podcast. In today's episode, I sit down with my very good friend, Austin Hauser of Base Coat Marketing. You've heard about him through maybe this podcast. He actually joined us on Liftoff 2023. So we're going to be talking about mindset. We're going to be talking about motivation. We're going to be talking about marketing. So this is going to be an awesome episode. Tune in. Hope you get something out of it. And of course, as always, thank you for listening to the Contractor Secrets Podcast. Episode starts right now. Contractors all over the world are wanting more, more time, more freedom, more impact. The way we do this is through implementing systems, processes, standards. Welcome to the Contractor Secrets Podcast. Here we hit business strategy, coaching, mindset, motivation, the tools you need for success. So strap in, listen up, and get ready to grow on the Contractor Secrets Podcast. And we're here. What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Contractor Secrets Podcast. As you know how we do it, there is no uh, rehearsal here. This is impromptu. Bringing on my buddy, Austin Hauser, Base Coat Marketing. You might have seen him. You might have heard of him. He might do your marketing for you. Not sure what it is, but it's one of the three. What's up, brother? What's up, man? Happy Thanks to for having me on you. today. Yeah, coolest office in the game, man. I actually saw the uh, the picture you put of the other side of the camera. Looks like you got a nice setup there, the command center. Black, yeah, lots of lights, lots of cameras. We got a mic up here, and yeah, yeah look, that spotlight you have. I'm I'm surprised you're not uh, wearing sunglasses. It, it, the first time I turned it on, I'm like, that's going to be a problem. And you yeah. just kind of get used to it after a while. Yeah, yeah. good, good, good. So, um, yeah, man, well, we're here to talk a little bit about marketing. Obviously, those listening, you know, Austin and I are partners in uh, business, of course, being uh, us with Drip Jobs, his customers with Base Coat, but also we're learning how to put events on together. And we've partnered on uh, the new Blast Off 2023 event. Super excited about that. Those of you who listen to the podcast had uh, the pleasure of hearing Austin on the liftoff um, event, which was our first event, which was a smash, dude. You kicked us off. Uh, people learned more in that, you know, 45 minutes about Google than they probably learned, uh, you know, in their entire, you know, business, you know, life lifespan. So you're a wealth of information. I know you're not going to give it all to us today, but the first thing I want to hear about um, is a little bit about your story. I think, you know, we know, you know, marketing, you're probably tired of talking about it. <laughs> I don't know. You might not be, but let's change it up a little bit. Let me hear your story, man. I want to hear who you are. How'd you get into this? Um, and you know, where your passion comes from to, to navigate the, the forestry of, of Google. Yeah. So just to give you a little background, I, I got my start. I started a marketing agency back around 2008. Um, and we immediately jumped into big brands. So, Think about like banks, online retailers, big e-commerce stores, anybody with a multi-million dollar advertising budget who wasn't afraid to spend a couple hundred thousand dollars a week on Google. And part of that is we started acquiring some of these large painting companies that most of you know today. Um, this is all before they had their own in-house marketing team and all that. And we just identified over the years, we were very good at generating results in this space. So uh, a few years ago, I decided to take that team that was producing good results and rebrand under base coat marketing. We just kind of identified there was a need in this side of things uh, within this space in particular. And um, th thus comes base coat marketing. Um, I have built this company very differently than I think most other marketing agencies are built around. 
Um, and that's really built around relationships. And Tanner, I don't want to talk too much about marketing, especially on the, the intro to this, this particular podcast. I think most of your viewers are going to be like, oh, another guy is trying to sell me marketing services and they're going to turn this off. So if anything, I would, I would love to talk about why people don't like marketers. So if you're open to that, I would, I would love to trail into that at some point during this call. All right. Well, I need to change the uh, little banner here. Um, there you go. Let's make sure we stay relevant. So, yeah. you know, I love that, man. And I think, um, you know, back in 2008, uh, the landscape is a lot different than it is now. I mean, we're talking about 14, 15 years of understanding the complexities and the changes uh, that happen online. And it, but the need has never changed. It's connecting buyer to seller. It's being the intermediate. It's uh, it's you know positioning a company to be seen. And I did, you know, I know, I don't know if you've heard, but I do free coaching. Most of those sessions require um, a sit down talk about the fact that it's not a shortage of people that want the services. It's a shortage of their exposure, right? So you found passion in that. What has been your what has been your experience? in terms of uh, business that, you know, give me, give me a kind of a synopsis of, and I know we don't want to get into too much marketing and we'll get into this topic of why people don't like marketers, but what keeps you going in this space, man? I think you've seen companies go, you know, transition into, you know, having success from your services. I mean, what keeps you going? So I, I always go back to what gives you energy, what makes you wake up every day, what makes you want to show up and, and drive a team forward. And, and for me, again, that's just building relationships. And I think that's where or most marketing agencies or most people in general just miss the mark entirely. Um, you know, build, building relationships. Think about this. Any business owner, their business is just a reflection of them, right? Like all the people they put in there, the processes they put right. in place. It's just the person behind the scenes. That's them, their re reflection. As a marketing agency, all we're doing is we're connecting that reflection of the business owner to the people that they want to serve. I mean, you know, that's that's it from a high level. I, the, the consequence of that is obviously putting more money back in your pocket each month, but that's secondary. And, you know, I, I live my life that way. Um, I put our business forth. So in my day-to-day -day operations, I wake up, I work out, I meditate, I spend time with my family, and then my business falls into place last there. And I think that's where a lot of business owners just don't prioritize that lifestyle. Correct. Yeah. And it's like a, it's, it, you know, it's filling it, filling the cup and then being able to uh, pour it out, you know, yeah. throughout the day, I think, you know, mindset's important. How, how, you know, I know, think, I think you said that you were going to, it might've already happened um, to a Tony Robbins event. You know, are you, are you big into personal right. development and, and how has that played a big part in your journey? Man, business coaching. I mean, you, you do it every day, right? It's, <laughs> I cannot invest enough time and energy into self-improvement. I think everybody should have that exact same mindset. I spend more on business coaching each month than I do on some salaries. And it's because if you're, you know, any business can fail tomorrow. This could all go away up in flames. But the knowledge and experience that I've gained from growing a business, we're up to, I think, around 25 employees. We should be at around 30 by the end of, end of this month, is, is just the knowledge and experience that is going to be with me for the lifetime. You know, you can't. You can't buy that. It's it's something that um, I like to use. This as just one big secondary schooling system, right? Um, so yeah, Tony Robbins was something that I followed Tony for years. Um, I yeah. hope everybody else has. He's just um, just the mentality and the mindset he puts you in is so positive. And it is. You know, so I'm very excited. I'm going to see him live in Texas. Uh, I think in November, and then live. He's got a small like 700 person room in. Uh, in Florida in December. So I'm, I'm super amped about that. Awesome. Yeah. I, uh, I went to unleash the power within 
Yep. And that was in 2015 or 16. No, it was 2015. It was right before I started my business. And he did this huge call. I mean, this was the big one. I think it was like, I don't know how many thousands of people. There was a ton yeah. of people there, bro. It was insane. I couldn't believe it. But anyway, he, he did this call. And he's like, all right, everyone that owns a business, stand up. And I remember I couldn't stand up, man. I was working for someone. And I just was like, man, like just that moment alone, seeing all these freaking people stand up. I was like, man. You know, if that didn't give me the itch to uh, to get moving on it, you know, there was that that was pivotal for me. And look, dude, I mean, that, that so that one moment right there, right? It's it's you understanding that other people can do it too, and I sure. think that's that's really where my that was the big light switch for me starting a business way back in two thousand eight was there's other people that do this, and it, you know, if they can do it, I can do it too, and just having that same mentality and that same mindset of you're not reinventing the wheel here. You're just doing something that other people are doing. And then you're going to put your, your spin on it because again, that's a reflection of you. When it comes to your relationships with your clients, how important is mindset when they hire a marketer? So yeah, great. Or is it just like, Hey, you know, they hired you, you figure it all out, you make it happen. And kind of like, you know, the microwave mentality, pop it in, out comes a hot plate. No, definitely (laughs) the former. So uh, just to kind of give you a little overview as to how we we have what I would consider like a red velvet uh, rope policy where we turn away about two thirds of business that we feel like might not be a good fit. And there's a, there's a number of reasons for that. Mindset is definitely one of those. We we ask some very unique questions on our sales call, like what's more important to you, brand image or bottom line results? And as a business owner, you may be thinking, well, both, but both aren't always applicable that you can't always do both, you know, like an ad that looks like a two-year-old built it may perform much better than an, a really polished ad. Right. So it's having the mentality, the understanding of how marketing works from a number standpoint that we really look for. Um, also obviously budgets part of that, but then online reputation, like there's a number of things that go into that. Uh, but mindset, honestly, like making sure that they're going to be a good fit for our team. If I get on the call and they have these wild expectations of us being able to quadruple their business in the next 365 days, that's not going to be a good fit for our team. Like I need to protect not only our team's mindset, but understanding that the people that we bring on, they, they need to be a good fit for us. How do you gauge that? I mean, what are you looking at in terms of, and I guess we'll transition to why people don't like marketers. I think that one of the reasons might be they get turned away from a marketer they want to work with. <laughs> That's rare. <laughs> that could be a reason, but you know, you know what, you know, because here's the deal. I think, you know, a lot of people just don't have solid expectations of what to expect. So when they don't have those expectations, they, anytime there's frustration is when expectations don't get met. You know that, right? That's in any case, right? Relationship or business. Um, so do you guys set really high expectations, realistic expectations, and for those that have never hired a marketer um, and don't really know, they're just, they just know, hey, I need one of these guys. I heard they're good. I heard they can help me grow. How do you make sure that their mindset's in alignment with what's, what's actually the case? Right. So expectation setting is 99% of the marketing game, right? And that's right. just right up front. Um, any marketing agency or marketer that promises you X number of leads a month, run away from them as fast as possible. You, um, you need realistic expectations to be set. And part of that is understanding that every market is different and everybody's starting from a different starting point. Uh, we like to use the analogy of NASCAR. So picture, you know, another, let's say that you own a painting company, you've been around for a year or two, then you got a guy who's been around for 20 years. 
think about how many laps he's done out there. Just, you know, right. lapping you over and over and over again, to, going 200 miles an hour. It's going to take you a while to get caught up. So if I'm a marketing agency guaranteeing both of those same people 100 leads a month, that is not going to be a realistic expectation. And, um, you know, so that's the first thing I want to just mention. Uh, the second thing is building relationships. And I keep going back to this. It's in our first core value on our website. If you want to go take a look at that, go to basecoatmarketing.com slash about, and you'll see our core values. We have five. And the first is people first. And it just comes down to asking questions. So how do we get to know whether that mindset and that their expectations are going to align with ours is we simply ask questions. And some of those are very detailed. Some of those are high level and we let them just talk. But by the end of a one hour sales call, we have a pretty good idea as to whether they're going to be a good fit. And then we spend another two to three hours on an onboarding call, getting to know them at a very granular level. If your marketing agency doesn't spend that kind of time getting to know you, again, you should probably take your money and put it elsewhere. Interesting in terms of the business part of that, uh, vetting out really at the core of it, you're vetting out your customers to protect not only them to make sure that they're a right fit for the expectations that you set for your team to make sure that your team doesn't get stressed out. So you're kind of doing a balancing act. I picture the elephant with the thing on his nose, yep. put his foot up in the air, just making sure everything is, you know, is, is at an even keel. But on the flip side, we work with painting contractors, of course. Why aren't they doing it with their customers? And it will almost be in the sense like we talk about sometimes people who take on jobs that aren't for them just because, right? Yep. And then there's this perpetual cycle of stress that occurs in business. Now, this is just marketing aside. This is painting aside. This is just good business practice to vet customers. What are your thoughts on that? Absolutely. So we have our ideal customer profile, right? And I think everybody needs that. They're ICP and it is so important to just understand who you like working with. Again, your business is a reflection. So who do you like talking to? Who do you like doing work for? Um, those are the kind of people that are going to produce the best results or you're going to produce the best results for them. And then they're going to be the happiest customer possible. For you taking on a job that's going to stress you out, nobody's going to be happy in that situation. You know, like if you take on an office building and you've never painted one before, probably, you know, maybe temper expectations there, whether that's going to be timeline or, or um, you know, the, the quality of work, whatever that looks like, you need to temper expectations, never over promise. That's never going to be the, the right path. Um, we know exactly who, who we like to work for or who, who you know, who, who we like to work with. Um, and I think every business owner needs to do the exact same thing. It's so important. I think, you know, you know, when it comes to marketers, I think there's this, I don't know if it's a wave or it's just survivability um, that coaching needs to come into play um, at some, some way or another, you know, and what are your thoughts on that? I mean, do you feel like that's your place to be doing the coaching? Do you feel like it's a nice add on or do you feel like that's accommodating for something else that's missing? What, what are your thoughts on that? Because it's becoming more and more popular for my to be doing coaching. It's, it's actually like, it's almost like a, Hey, you don't do coaching. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, no, you're absolutely right. And most, I funny, think my marketing company for drip jobs doesn't coach me at all. They don't really, <laughs> they, they, yeah. they coach me on, let me know when the payment's coming out. Yeah. Yeah. See, we, we don't offer coaching. And the reason is again, that goes back to who we like to work with. And we like to work with those who have an established process, know how to sell, know who they like to, um, uh, sell to. And we fit in that profile very nicely. Sure. When we start dealing with coaching, we start getting outside of our realm as to what we should be doing for our clients. 
Um, our job is to get their phone ringing with high quality leads and to drive them new business that they would not have had otherwise. And more so to establish and cement them online as the, the industry leader in their market. Uh, we primarily focus on SEO, organic growth. I know we talked about all this during that liftoff event. And I'm going to be going deep into some of these things on the blastoff event coming up at the oh, end yeah. of this month. But yeah, I mean, look, it's that's really what it comes down to, man. It's it's not it's not rocket science here. Yeah, yeah. I think you know, for for you from a marketing perspective, it's good that it seems like you're linear, right? You stay, you're you know, and and you're tried and true. 2008, man. I was a, you know, you started a business in 2008. Yep. 2008. What was I doing in 2008? I think I was in 10th grade. So, you know, <laughs> I was not thinking about starting a marketing business. Should have probably, but that, that would have, that wasn't the case. So let's, let's pivot here. I know we're going to get into a little bit, you know, I want to hear your thoughts on why people don't like marketers, but you have an interesting story, man. You know, I, I, I we haven't talked about this, you know, one-on-one, but you had a pretty serious thing happen to you. How has that shifted? And you could, if you want to elaborate huh. to the extent of which you, you, you want to, however comfortable you are, but you know, when that happened, man, dude, like how does a high performer, which I, th I believe that you are, man, you, you, you're a high performer. And I know this, you know, just how you conduct business because you do my marketing, but it was a really solid, I mean, top to bottom, beautiful process. I mean, you operate at a high level, however many employees you had at the time. How did you handle that situation? I I'd really love to hear that story. Yeah. So last year, uh, February, I don't know, sometime in February, uh, I was diagnosed with a brain tumor. And that was like, I had recently launched Basecoat Marketing at that time. And it was, like I said, a rebrand. We basically took a lot of our team from my legacy agency, what was called Hauser Media, still around today, and put them on Basecoat Marketing. And that was my new venture that I was going to start. I took a lot of capital out of that company, reinvested it over there. Within a couple months of me doing that, I was diagnosed with a brain tumor. And it was the most life-changing, yeah, it's the most life-changing at 34, I think it was, uh, the most life-changing diagnosis you can receive. Um, now, what's interesting is my wife works in radiation oncology, so wow. radiation for cancer patients. And my immediate thought was, well, I'm just going to go to my wife and she's going to zap me with some protons and I'll put this thing to bed. Um, and, you know, if you ever want to feel humbled, go sit in a doctor's office full of doctors reading off statistics to you for an hour. Uh, it'll make your head spin. And they did. And it was one of those decisions where they're like, you're too young for radiation. You will develop brain cancer in the future. Fortunately, what I was diagnosed with what was uh, was not cancerous, um, but it still grows right by your brainstem. So the surgery that I was looking at was about a five hour procedure where they just dig around your brain and rip that thing out. And the numbers that they were re reading off um, were life changing numbers. Like, you don't have a zero chance per percent chance of coming out without some sort of an issue after that. Um, whether that was death or, you know, um, the biggest one was hearing loss. And I, I got to walk away with a fun scar, which is cool. But at the end of the day, this is all about mindset. And I, I just cannot go back to this enough um, was just determining how I wanted to proceed or how I wanted to attack this. So after the hardest decision of my life was determining that we were going to do surgery and um, I flew out to California, met with the best doctor in the entire world for this typical or for, okay. for the, for the procedure. It's not your arm or your leg, right? Um, we got that surgery on the books and I was determined to get in the best physical and mental shape in my entire life going into that. Uh, came out pretty, feeling pretty bad. Um, had to learn how to walk again, came down with meningitis and 
we were on about a six month recovery path after that last oh, year. Smokes. Um, so that was last year. Last year sucked. This year's much better. Um, <laughs> but you learn from that, right? I mean, that's yeah. something that you, you, you want to talk about having a gun to your head. Um, you either attack that or, or you, you, you fall down and you sit by the side and you feel bad for yourself. And I was not about to do the latter there. Amazing. And I think you're training up to that point. I think we're all training for that moment, whatever that moment is in our life, whether it's, you know, making a tough decision in business or something as like crazy as, as that, you know, stay ready. So you never have to get ready. Right. I mean, you don't want to be in a position where you never put on Tony Robbins and then you hit that situation or you never uh, ran around the block or you never, you know, I mean, all this, you know, I think business is a spiritual journey, dude. That's yeah. how I do business. It hundred percent is the leadership aspect, the mindset aspect, the ability to connect people, um, the ability to create impact and create jobs. And I mean, there's no greater spiritual journey for a human, I think, than that of building a business with core values. But you as the leader, man, you know, hearing you go through that, you're out of commission for six months. You have a team. How in the world, I mean, how in the world did you pull this off? And I want to make a note here. You said you almost have 30 employees coming in. To, we know that base code's blowing up. I'm kind of nervous because you haven't really had a full year to, to do base code. So that's crazy. <laughs> you know, I mean, at the trajectory that you're on, um, how did you handle six months without being a hundred percent, man? What, what did that look like? I'm sure you had to really. Yeah. Yeah. You, you want to talk about pausing sales. Like we went from selling, selling, selling to nothing. And ultimately that mindset shift of, you know what, I can survive without selling was okay. Um, and the, the bigger thing here is if you don't have your health, you don't have anything. And right. I think the, the spirituality of running a business is the perfect mindset you need to have. This is a journey. And if you're not enjoying it, you don't, you need to find something else that you want to, that gives you energy. Right. At the end of the day, you know, going into something like that, and coming out on the other side, that only makes you stronger. Um, I really just found that, uh, you know, coming out on the other side, I, like I said, I didn't look super good, but it's all going back to expectation yeah. setting. I called every one of my clients at the time. It's like, hey, here's the deal. Here's where we're at. You, I'm letting you out of your contract. You can either stay with us um, and wet weather the storm um, or, you know, we'll part ways. And we knock on wood today, we have not lost a single client. Um, and I, I really just go back to the fact that we look at building relationships and, you know, we're going to be honest with you about everything that we're doing. Um, but yeah, coming out on the other side of that, it was, um, you know, it was one of those things that within a couple of weeks I was back on my computer. I, I can work. I just couldn't walk. <laughs> yeah, I love it, man. I think everything that you, you're about um, is, is what I'm about. You know, integrity, doing the right thing, transparency, communication, um, you know, getting rid of the short term gain, you know, focusing on the long term gain. I was listening to, um, have you ever listened to Myron Golden? Yeah. Phenomenal, dude. So good. Have you listened to any of his Bible studies or anything like that? Uh, not recently, no. no. I've been. <laughs> I'm sure you're, yeah, I mean, yeah. you're busy. But he, anyway, so the reason I, he puts them out on YouTube, but it's between that motivational speaking. But one of the things he said, I was listening to something yesterday. He said, mediocrity scales fast. Um, he said, average scales fast. Um, you know, okay, scales fast. It'll scale, you know, he was talking about this principle where, um, you know, 50% of the workforce, like if you have a sales team of a hundred people, um, he, he, the, the, it was like 10% of those individuals will account for 50% of the sales. 
And it was just this, this law of saying that like, you know, mediocrity is average and all these things. But where I'm getting at with this is like excellence is incremental. And I think that in order to, in order to be excellent, you can't take on every client. You can't take on every opportunity. You can't take on and just, you know, say, Hey, I'm going to get you X amount of leads per month just to get someone to sign on, just to get them you know, going, you really have to embody this. And that's what gets you through the storms of life and business. It really is. I look back in the last seven years of owning a painting business, man, there were so many times that I had to rely on my team members that I've nurtured relationships with for years, you know, and treated them as if, you know, they were family. So, I mean, there's just so many things there. I mean, I look at people who say that it's so hard to find employees, but you know, you're looking at how to, you're, you're trying to scale something that requires long-term relationship building, you know, at least that's been my experience. Totally. And you look, know. Tanner, I, I just, I never, I never understand how you run a painting company, drip jobs, you've put on these events where you find the time to do that in conjunction with your family. It's, it's absolutely astounding what you're doing. And I just want to make sure that we all put a pin on that because <laughs> that you. just, you want to talk about motivation. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at him right here, man. Thank you, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, to be honest, man, my family's, is number one for me, you know, most of the motivation behind this, you know, I work as hard as I can, but I build my business around my life. I don't yeah. build my life around my business. I could care less about any of that. If my family was in jeopardy, I'd get rid of it all. I could care less, but there's some, there's some motivating factors. There's, there's a big why for me. The why for me is number one, I wanted my wife to be with the kids. That was one of our, our goals, you know, and it's like, how do we accomplish that? Well, we got to make sure finances are in order. So how do I accomplish that? Be resourceful, right? So, you know, be resourceful, work hard, you know, get it. You know, I wanted to retire my wife. That was one of my things. I wanted to give her the option to work. You know, if you want to work, work. But if you don't, then, hey, guess what? It's your choice. There's yep. nothing in life in America greater than having a choice. So from there, um, you know, so the, the why was really strong. But mo most importantly, when it comes down to it, you know, for me, I, everything I do is, is, and this became natural. I've always wanted to help people. So like my painting business was built because I wanted to help my dad. It wasn't because I wanted to make money, right? That was not why I did not think I'd get in the freaking painting business. I was working in a bank. I could have just went the corporate ladder. I was fine, but this guy was really struggling and that's all he knew how to do. So I started a painting business to help him make some money and to help him get off of you know, the drugs that he was on, you know, to be honest with you. So for me, the painting business was never something that was really for me, but the way it transitioned to is, well, when I found employees, I'm like, well, Hey, I can help him and 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 he needs a job and he wants to grow and he wants to get a house. And it's like, I started listening to what the, the motivations were of my team members. And then I would hold them accountable. I'm like, you're here because you want to make money, but you're also here because you said that you haven't had an opportunity to purchase a house and you're almost 50, you know? So how can I put you in a position to do that? And what's interesting is probably the same thing, you know, but I'm just spitting it out there is that I'm in a bunch of places right now at once. I'm sitting here with you, but I'm also my spirit and my energy and my standards are being duplicated on three different jobs right now. Four actually I have four jobs going on right now. And there's some drip jobs demos happening right now and there's an onboarding happening right now. All of these things that I once occupied uh, in a role that I created a system around and then found people to operate in alignment with how I do it. So although I'm here with you, I'm in multiple places at once. Right. Um, and I don't have anything for the blast off event. I pretty much spearhead that that's, that takes a lot of time, but I think we've got it. 
Yeah. <laughs> but, but family, last part, you said family, and that's important. So for me, family, I shut my phone off at five o'clock. In most cases, it goes on airplane mode. Yep. Um, and also, I'm home. I'm home. If, if the kids need me, my kids knock on the door. I do my best to stop what I'm doing, go out there. These moments, I won't get back. I, I build, my, build my business around my life. See, and that, that's just it. I think we actually labeled this podcast wrong. So, should be something more about mindset here. With the way <laughs> going, but, um, but no, I just wanted to touch on that one point you mentioned about knowing your, 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 your team. Sure. Uh, one of the questions we ask every single employee that we hire is, what's your why? Why are you here? Right. And we actually label that. Take five minutes, close your eyes and think about it and then answer. Because I want an honest answer. And if you don't know why people are coming to spend time with you every day, right. what's the point of doing all this? And right. I think that's so important to understand. The why, man, just that deep intrinsic motivation that you can't spit out if asked under 30 seconds. You need to really deep go deep there. Yep. Um, so why pe why people why don't people like marketers, man? Let's get into that. That was our topic today. Yeah. I, think. I don't know. But mindset, so, mindset might be one thing, but why, why don't, why people, why people have a feeling toward marketers that's, uh, you know, you, you yeah. take that one away. Look, I think what we've talked about this entire time is, is exactly why uh, they don't take the time to get to know you as, as a business owner. Um, so when we talk about building relationships, it's this kind of conversation right now, right? Sure. Um, it's asking the questions, the hard questions. And uh, again, if you're, if somebody's going to tell your story, Tanner, we can't do that off of just asking you what services you like to offer, who's your target audience, and um, where's, where's your credit card number? You know, like that's not enough information. That's why we spent a good two hours talking to you. And I got to know your backstory about your father and kind of where you started at. Yep. It's that information that we use to tell your story on, online. And I think that's really where the starting point is. Like we get these guys who come to us and after a two and a half hour conversation, they're like, wow. We just covered a lot of shit and it's, it's because we ask questions like, what's your favorite food? What do you do in your free, free time? Um, what's your favorite hobby? What's your favorite restaurant? And it, it may seem like, why is my marketing agency asking me these questions? Like, why do they care about that? It's because we care about people. We care about who our clients are, what they like to do, um, who their family is. We ask for family photos, right? And that may seem crazy, but that is really what sells online is, it, is authenticity and trust. And that's all we're trying to do here is build that. And I think most um, people look at a marker and they're like, that guy just wants my money. He just wants to sell things to other people for me. But it's the relationships that you have to build, not only between us and our clients, but between our clients and their customers. So it's interesting. It's not so much why people don't like marketers, it's why people don't like people. <laughs> and, and it, it is. I mean, right. Yeah. And if I go into a house, you know, and, and this is what I teach, I'll be teaching on this in the, in the blast off event. Um, is that when we make decisions to purchase something, we're just giving them a piece of us. It's yep. an exchange, an exchange for something else, right? And in order, and most of the time, you know, we could sell off of logic and say you have a hundred square feet. It's going to be two dollars a square foot. Are you okay with that, right? And that's that. What I found is just not enough. That's saying, hey, I can get you X amount of leads. It's going to be this much per month, and then you know you'll get business. That's just not enough. Right. And I think you hit on that really hard as a business owner. Also, I'll be honest with you, man, in this space, because I think you recognize that we need more than that as humans. We need connection. We need understanding. We need to be heard. I think when companies get too big, they stop being heard. They stop, they don't have systems in place to hear and to care. Right. So when you look at it 
from the perspective of asking all these questions in the house when I'm doing my painting estimates. I don't know if you've probably heard this. What's the story? Okay. Yep. Why am I here? Tell me the backstory that brought me to this place. You can go as far back as you want. Yep. Right. You know, where, oh, well, I just want to get my house painted. No kidding. I just want to get some leads. No kidding. Why? You know, what is yep. the, how did you start? So, and what that does is it breaks down that barrier, right? It's like, okay, now we're on an even keel. And then you maybe hear my story of how I got started in the painting business. And then I hear your story, how you got started as a marketing firm. And we find that at the core of it, we're just two individuals that cross paths that have now a deeper understanding of intent. And that's usually what stops people from uh, moving forward is intent. If the intent is pure, in most cases it is, then there's a connection. If it's, you know, if the intent is questioned, then there's hesitation. So it's funny you say that. So the marketing company that I have with drip jobs, you know, and part of it is because I don't have a good relationship with this uh, software marketing company and they've done an okay job. And that's the problem. It's been okay. And we've gotten to a position where I said, you know, I'm making all the creatives and that wasn't the agreement. They give us a set of creatives to, you know, to run ads on. So every time we do our monthly meeting, we go over, you know, stats. Of course, our stats are off the charts, but to be honest, we're doing most of that. It's, yeah. it's one of those things, you know, it's like they really aren't serious about understanding what they're bringing to the table. You know, it's more so, hey, you guys had this many signups. Okay, well, what about all of our word of mouth and all the things that we're generating? I mean, so there's some, there's some uh, hesitancy there, you know, to see who's actually bringing it to the table. So lack of transparency. And I think that's important for a marketing, you know, company is to be like, hey, we brought you these leads, just so you know, like, so there, there's a little bit of hesitation there. So anyway, last three me meetings we had, I said, hey, you know, could you guys please work on some creatives to supplement what I'm putting out there? And let me see what you guys come up with. So two months go by, nothing. I sent an email yesterday. I said, hey, listen, guys, this has been three months. I asked for some creatives. This is, you know, kind of ridiculous because at this point, you know, it seems as though, I only get things when I pester you about it, which isn't really the best way to do business. You guys are really, you guys are uh, Inc. 500 marketing firm. Yeah. End of the day, they say, oh, sorry, we were working on uh, your creatives. I should have done a better job of communicating. Here's the creatives. Dude, let me tell you something. They threw these creatives together in under an hour. They were using screenshots of drip jobs when I first put it out two years ago in the creatives. And I thought to myself, this company does not want to get to know me and they don't want to get to know our product. And what you're telling me and what I'm gathering from what you're saying is, is that your job is to represent the individual that you're doing marketing for as if they were putting out the marketing. Think of, think of a marketing company or a marketer as a, like a, a, a loudspeaker. You, it's, a, it's a game of phone. You're telling me your story. And Tanner, I don't know if you recall your onboarding call. The first question we asked was, tell me your story. And that's, and we leave that open for as long as you could talk for two that's hours. So good, by the way, everyone yeah. loves telling their story, man. Yeah, dude, it's, it's, it's just, <laughs> it feels so good, right? To talk about yourself and everything. You've done and, awesome. uh, Let me get all this out. Yeah. And, and then we dive into the, the nuances, but if you're going to tell therapy. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and look, we, we're, we're, we're going to sit there as long as it takes. Um, but if you're telling me your story and I only ask a few different questions for me to amplify that online through a loudspeaker is going to be very jumbled. I need to get to know you in order to market you. And it's, it's that relationship building that really allows us to, to scale quick and to, to get our clients results. Um, but at the end of the day, yeah, communication. 
Every single person in our company is trained to over-communicate. I would rather annoy you as a client knowing that the ball wow. is in our court, even though it's not in our court, Yeah. versus us just assuming that that you know where, where we're at today. Yeah. So you nailed it on the head, man, for sure. Communication, understanding, all these things that don't seem important are actually the core of, of, of winning in business. You can get by, but if you miss that, and that's what your jobs is about. It's about over-communication. Yep, you know, exactly. connecting the customer, you know, and yep. that's really what there's all, there's been a ton of different softwares. I mean, how many invoicing and estimating softwares, you couldn't even count them. Right. But mm -hmm. why is strip jobs different? Because ultimately the focus is on the individual buying from you. <laughs> like, you know, and it's like, if you build from that point upward, you have a solid product. If you try to build the other things at first and then try to tack on communication, then guess what? Communication, which should be the center central point, of your businesses now, you know, so that's where we find it's been extremely helpful. So give me a sneak peek, man, of what uh, we can expect with blast off 2023. Tell, tell me a little bit about, um, I know Pareto's marketing principle is your topic. What the heck is that? All right. So this is actually point number two. So why people hate marketers, in my opinion, the first point is they're not building relationships, right? They're just trying to sell a service. That's not how you work these days in this, this economy and in this society. Number two is you're paying for services that don't generate results, all right? So I'm just gonna throw this out there because I don't wanna give away too much, but I, I do wanna kind of leave this on a cliffhanger. If you are paying a marketing agency to do organic social posting for your business, you're wasting money, period, end of story. All right. There are certain things that you can do online that you may feel like are generating you results that are not generating results. We test everything that we do. We monitor numbers. We understand what systems work and what systems don't. So the, the principle of the 80-20 rule. So 80% of your results come from 20% of your efforts. We focus as a marketing agency on that 20%. One of our core values is we are the 20%. So we have a lot of clients that come to us and they're like, why don't you do this? And why don't you do that? And why aren't you focusing on this metric or this number? It's because it doesn't matter. Or if it does, it makes up the, the very slim uh, results that you're actually going to expect. You know, we're not fishing for that 20% of results. We're fishing for the 80% that are out there. So what that allows us to do is price our services, you know, while definitely focusing on larger scale painting companies, uh, but price them at a price point that makes sense financially. Um, and that we're only focusing on those results that actually generate the results. And that's what I'm going to be talking about on Blastoff 2023 is what actually works online today, where to focus your time and energy, where to start, uh, and then where to really focus your time long term. I'm in. I can't wait. And I agree with you. That's a bomb drop, but it's true. The organic posting. No one's seeing it. Look, if you want that should to be the headline, yeah. no one's seeing your organic posts on Facebook and no one cares. 5% reach. And if <laughs> another agency is doing it for you, it's never going to be personalized. It's, yeah. You know, there are people out there who crush it. Think of like Zach Henney with Z ZK painting. I mean, right. he's crushing it, but he takes so much Phenomenal. time and energy, you know, that's, um, he's probably doing it mm -hmm. Yep, as the <laughs> yeah. business owner. Yeah. So there are definitely some things that generate results and there's a lot of things that don't. Yeah. Awesome. Any final thoughts? Man, I, I just want to just reiterate how great this Blastoff 2023 event is. Liftoff was awesome, right? But that was one day. We have two days now. And days. How, how many speakers do we have now? 14. 14 speakers. I mean, this is going to be awesome. So I am really amped about this. Um, if you guys have not already signed up, blastoff2023.com. Go register today. 
This is going to be a killer. And I think, am I kicking things off on the 27th? You're, you're the lead off, man. You're, All right. you're, you're, you're bringing it. So no pressure. Yeah. All right. So everybody show up. Is, is that your job is to keep them retained, right? So like we got, that's why I put, you got to have the, the number one guy in there. <laughs> Look, and um, for those of you who have not already heard, I think we need to still do some creative around this, but Eric Foz and myself are doing an after party. So the 28th, after the whole event, please come and join us for an hour. We're going to be hanging out, talking anything, marketing, also question and answer time. He's going to be coaching. Um, it's going to be awesome. So, yeah, so I guess that's the first time that's been announced. But yeah, <laughs> there's going to be an after party. And we just figured, you know, there's going to be so much of us talking as the speakers. Um, it's going to be more so, you know, what we're calling the after party. It's just, just a nonchalant, just conversation um around business you know not being recorded just you know a bunch of people getting together talking and that's and that's what it's about it's about communication and you know transparency love, love it. it cool man well thank you so much again you know again surprising this is our first time doing this i'm sure we'll connect again i know you're a busy man so thank you again and uh man i'll see you at blast off sounds great thanks Tanner. All right, see talk soon if you enjoyed that episode, join me at Blast Off 2023. That's right. We are putting on the largest online event for painting contractors, and it starts June 27th. It's actually a two-day event, June 28th, <laughs> Blast Off 2023. I hope to see you guys there. If anything, go to the website. Check out the lineup. We have some really amazing speakers coming. Uh, the event is fully mobile. That means that you have no excuse not to come. You can listen on uh, in your car. You can listen on the beach. You can listen on vacation. I don't care where you listen. Just tune in, listen in, and you're going to get some strategy. You're going to get some insights. You're, you're going to hear from people like Austin. Most of the people that are speaking have been on this podcast before, have shared their wisdom and knowledge, but now it's in a focused environment. Now you're going to be able to really hear what they have to say in a structured way. It's going to give you some tools, tips, advice. That's why you're here listening to this podcast is to get that competitive edge to hear something that might spark your creativity or help you make a tough decision or help you make a better decision when something comes up in the future. That's what this is about. So hope to see you at Blast Off 2023. Uh, and of course, you can register and grab your ticket at blastoff2023.com.